Hello and welcome to Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged, an hour-long discussion of activity in the financial markets around the world featuring columnist John C. Dvorak and money manager Andrew Horowitz. This conversation is casual and unrehearsed. Let's join John and Andrew now. I'm John C. Dvorak. And I'm Andrew Horowitz. And here it is, the 18th of October, 2022. So how many shows, usually we talk about how exciting it is that we have five shows a month, let's say, right? That's a big yeah. But this month, are we only going to do three? Look two. Two? Yeah, you scared, You had something going on at a uh, Jewish fourth, holiday on the 4th, right? and then you're going to be gone next week. I suck. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, you're okay. busy. You're a busy man. Busy, very busy. The market's man. all screwed up like this. Why wouldn't you be? Yeah, we have hysteria. It looks like hysteria going on. Where markets? I was sitting next to somebody. I just came from a charity event. Usually, there are. There's nothing planned on a Tuesday night ever, but my wife said that she was chairing or, or co-chairing a charity event tonight, and I had to be there. So I went and uh, missed dinner, unfortunately, but because. Uh, they started serving probably about 8.30 or so. And I had to make my way back to the office, back to the studio. And the gentleman I was sitting next to me goes, hey, what the hell is going on with this market? <laughs> Amazing that everybody has the same concept or comment about what's wrong with this market? What's going on? What's the, I don't understand it. And I have no answer. No, of course not. What's going on is the market. It is the market, isn't it? It's in the market in this mode Classic. in this time. Yeah. Exactly. It, what do they say? The market will uh, defy all logic and make monkeys out of most people all the time, as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. But the moves are widening. The, the volatility that we've seen is getting, it's broader. In other words, we're not just opening up down 2% or something like that. We're opening up maybe down yeah. 2% and then finishing yeah. the day up 3%. Yeah, this up and down, this spike of, of movement is always a signal to me of either a bottom yep. Yep. or a top. Yeah. So that's interesting. So you would have to think, I think, that we're closer to the bottom than a top, clearly. Well, based on all those little indicators you love so much, that would probably be the case. But then based on what they keep telling us, uh, these experts, uh uh, we're headed for a recession, which means we're probably at a top. We're at a, yeah, I, near term I, top. I, yeah, yeah. I think we're at. I think we've been in a recession. I'm not convinced anything, which makes me think it's a bottom. You would think that, yeah, because uh, coming out of the recession early enough, stocks have the ability to s sniff out the future. They're a forward discounting mechanism, right? That's what they say. That's what they say. And you would think that. I would agree. What everyone assumes. Yeah, I would. I would. I would agree that there is the excess volatility is uh, the inability to have price agreement amongst people. So we're seeing uh, these wide ranges, but put in a couple of days that were decent. Last week we saw an 800 point day up, then a 400 point day down. That was Thursday, Friday. Then uh, Monday, we saw a huge reversal, to, I think, to the to the upside. Tuesday, today, opened up and just kind of hung out there. Didn't do much. Uh, went up for a while, came down, then went back up. And then overnight, the futures are rocking on the upside with the news that Netflix had decent earnings, beat analyst expectations in terms of new subscribers, and their earnings numbers look pretty good. Now, Well, the big fear with Netflix was, of course, that it was when everyone was holed up with COVID that the Netflix was going to be at its absolute best because that was when people were stuck at home and they had to do something. And so Netflix would be a winner. And so now there's a concern that now that there's COVID's over, except amongst people who think it's still going on and they're wearing masks outside, but uh, besides them, they don't invest anyway. Um, they uh, their fear was that you know Netflix was going to fall off the cliff and combined with its idea of adding uh, advertisements, which I think is dumb. Uh, I mean, I pay extra for Hulu not to have advertisements. I feel like we're going backwards in the world of TV. You know, there is that is backsliding. There's you no think doubt about, about it for that. a second. Not only do we have commercials, but we're paying for them. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Here's some money. Show me some commercials. Wasn't the old days all about this idea that cable was no commercials or, or, you know, you pay, you paid for the lack of commercials. Yeah. Well, you, you pay these, these premiums to get HBO. Right. For example, and it had no commercials. Yeah. That's what you're paying for. And then you, then you bought things like Netflix and streaming that didn't have commercials or any kind of advertisement inside of it. And you paid a premium for that. Now we're slipping right. backwards and you're paying a premium. Now you're getting the screwed both ways. Yeah. So ridiculous. This is good for you people. Eat it up. You'll like it whether you like it or not, right? So ridiculous. Well, you know, the thing about Netflix is I don't, I rarely look at anything on Netflix. I, I think they don't, their selection's not that good. I like Hulu and Amazon. I can get by with just those two. I mean, I do have Netflix, but I'm, I don't use it so much. And they, were myself, be, they were slow to, slow yeah. on the draw when it came to 4K. Mm -hmm. you know, I can't, you can get I can't 4K. use 4K on my TV. The particular Why? TV I have does some oh, you really... Can, I, know, it's, I know what the problem is. The Sony goes into cinema mode. It does this really... And it gets dark, really dark. And <sighs> I've tried to figure it out, and I called Sony. I did everything. They said, nope, it's automatic. I'm like, I, I want to turn it off. Nope, can't do it. You can't... Wait, wait. You, so you take a 4K feed, mm -hmm. and it does hit the TV with 4K. It doesn't, like, say, no, 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 you got the wrong HDMI. No, no. That's okay. That's all good. Oh, okay. But it just... Because a lot of the old older TVs, especially the first 4Ks that came out, they had... Um, it was upsampling, an HDMI, right? Yeah. And, well, they they would do that. They all do that. But they, the HDMI connection was old, was was grandfathered out and was then kicked to the curb. And you, if you had old, the wrong HDMI going in, it just it wasn't going to trigger 4k because of, you know, stealing content or whatever. And so you, but there are little gizmos you can buy to fix that. But let's get, let's get back to your comment about market issues related to Netflix that you said that everybody was expecting that their best of times, the best of life was during COVID. Yeah. That's what they thought. Well, one of the things they, they showed today is they, they expected about a million and change million, low, low million one or so new subs added, but 2 million new subs were added during the period, during the quarter. And where was the highest number? It was, I believe, Asia. Now, tell me if I'm wrong or not, but isn't Asia locked down a lot of it in certain areas? Uh, China has a lockdowns. In Shanghai, multiple millions of people. Do you think? Well, that's a very good point. You're right. Asia's half locked down half the time. Yeah. So still. It's, yeah. So what they're doing is they're they're going after Netflix there. So it's oh, a mini. So I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. So what you're saying is that we're getting these numbers are 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 not to be trusted. I would think that that possibly. I mean, I, I would hope that Netflix is on their way back a little bit. But it seems if we have such a high preponderance of new sub editions in Asia, and there is a correlation to the addition of sub uh, subscribers during times when people are stuck in their homes and Shanghai, Shenzhen, Chengdu has all been locked down on and off. Seems to me that there's a obvious point That's there. A good point. Yeah. But nobody's talking about it. Nobody's no. talking. No, it's all, no, you are, it's all rice patties and sake. Everybody's all excited. It's great. Up 14, 14%. Japanese. Come on. And Japanese. Uh, it's up fourteen percent. Yeah, it's too high. So Maybe it's a good short. Maybe I'll put it on the game. I think it was too. F you have it on the long side. You made a ton of money on it just now. Well, I know, but maybe I can reverse, reverse that. It, yeah, we're announcing out. today uh, a couple things to talk to you about the U-turn that happened in in the UK. I feel like we're playing dizzy batch. You ever play that game? No, I don't even know what get that game is. So, some East Coast thing, obviously. Obviously, I guess it is. Uh, you take a bat, you know, a bat, like a, a baseball yeah, bat. bat. I know what a bat is. Any type, any model, any make. You put it on the ground. You hold it with two hands on the top. So it is like you're, you're burying a sword in the ground in theory. You got that so far? Yeah. You put your head on top of it. You put your, 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 your top of your head. You put your, your head on it, and you just start holding it, looking at the ground. Now you're bent over, if you can imagine this. And then no. you just start doing circles. You do 10 of them. And then once you finish with that, you go pick up some ball and take it to a finish line somewhere. Oh, yeah. You just make yourself dizzy and try yeah. to then. Okay. So I, the first time I tried this not too long Seems ago. Seems like so an elaborate way of getting dizzy. Uh, it's, okay. it's called dizzy bat. So you keep, because you keep a focus at one area and you're moving around, it's bad. 
I did this uh, at the at the club. You did it last week? <laughs> I did it last year. I did it at the club. They're like, do it. I'm like, I don't want to do it. They're like, do it. I'm like, I don't want to do it. You're part of the game. You got to do it. I'm like, okay. I did it. I almost went right in the in the canal. <laughs> I just <laughs> went straight sideways. Yeah. I'm like, I can handle well, this. You're, you're too this. old for this. Yeah, I'm way too old for this. We're also announcing a new close to the pin. So stay tuned for that. That's pretty exciting. Uh, market, let's see here. Uh, lowest hit last Thursday, lowest for 2022, then a massive bounce of 5.5% intraday move on the averages on Thursday. Why? I, I couldn't yeah, tell you. Yeah, why? I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Yields were up. Things were bad. Uh, it's possible. The only thing I could tell you is going into the weekend, the idea that the finance minister of England was going to be fired. He was coming home early from a meeting. Trust was going to re reboot and renege and do a U-turn. They use the word U-turn. U-turn's a big word. A U-turn on all the tax issues and giving tax breaks to the wealthy, but yet not funding it. All the programs that she was laying out for spending and giving away money without backing it with any kind of concrete budget uh, reversed. Yeah. So maybe that's what happened. And the guy did get fired. He did get fired. Well, he resigned. So, you know. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. And then the new finance minister comes in and says, you know what? <laughs> We're axing all this stuff. This is stupid. And uh, maybe that was the start of it to a degree. There was some anticipation. Well, she's in trouble now. She, they, they're wondering whether they should just get rid of her. Yeah, she was like, set up for I this. I made some mistakes, but I am good for this job. She's in for she's in for 30 days. She almost, she almost, she did. She crashed the pension market. Well, she definitely crashed the pound. Very bad. Very bad. Matter of fact, there was some rumor that on Monday morning on the open, if things didn't get better, there was going to be have to be a rescue of one of the pension funds. So they made it better. Crazy. Uh, let's see. Mm, what do we got? 4% bond, 10-year, recent high. Economic numbers mixed, earnings beating lowered bar. Apple News came out, rotten. They said, uh, uh, they said that there was a, uh, they need to stop a halt production of the new iPhone 4 Max. And- uh, 14 to 14 Max. 14, yeah, uh, 14 Max. Because they need to reevaluate re the the orders. I have this here. Somewhere. What does that mean? Yeah, let me see what this says. Apple Apple News. Apple is cutting production of the iPhone 14 Plus less than two weeks after its debut, according to two people involved in the company's supply chain. Now, let's back this up for a second. We hear these kind of things all the time, right? We know that Apple has a what is it? What is it called when you have a a death warrant, like what? What? What is it called? Uh, what? What did uh, oh, the guy that wrote the book, uh, Solomon Rushdie? What did he have on him? He had a death fatwa. Oh, yeah, it's a fatwa. There's a there would be a fatwa on any people that revealed and divulged Apple News. That oh yeah, the, absolutely. Right? This that is are, a known. Yes, they're very. Uh, they they'll track you down, and they can and it can be done. Yep. So now, so supposedly, two people that have knowledge of the company's supply chain are talking. I don't know why that would be. Apple has told at least one well, manufacturer. It, it would be if Apple actually was a plant. It was bull crap. It was Apple's guys. Right. Or Apple approved it somehow for. Something. Yeah, that was under the table. Yeah. yeah. So Apple uh, has told at least one manufacturer in China to immediately halt production of the iPhone 14 plus components while its procurement team reevaluates demand for the product. Now, this took Apple down about, mm, about 1.5% and took the NASDAQ from up about 150 points to down about 50 midday. So yeah. it's pretty crazy. So Apple has put, uh, positioned uh, this as a cheaper alternative, and uh, supposedly, I guess, it's not doing so well. Not selling. Pretty scary. I don't know anything about this phone. It's, it's basically a 13 with a 14 label. That's That's... That's what people are calling it, at least. It doesn't seem to be any incremental. Uh, yeah, it's just a marketing scam. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So one of the things that we've talked about over the years has been this, another scam, which is ESG. Oh, yeah. This idea that we could find some way of quantifying environmental, social governance, and then 
for whatever reason, if we can put a score on those that's appropriate, the companies that score the best could, should, possibly will have a better overall stock performance. Yeah. And the idea Supposedly. is- Yeah, and the Even idea is it's to help- it's based on no facts whatsoever. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, then, and then on top of that, there is a whole industry that's been created around this. And then companies that are not compliant miss out on in inclusion in certain indices. And this is a whole bunch of things. Now, there's a multitude of reasons Pensions, why- mostly. Yeah, there's a multitude of reasons why this goes on. It's from the investment standpoint of what I'm going to find. This is going to be interesting. And the other side is to help the environment and to get companies doing the things that make them right. This is all sides. Now, here's what's interesting. BlackRock has been. Yeah, this is a funny story. This is great because one of the things that came out recently was the concern about fiduciary responsibility, fiduciary rules. Uh, when it comes to, comes to like pension plans that are investing in certain investments that are that are doing things like voting proxies in a way that maybe is ESG friendly, that possibly is not in line with the pension and therefore puts the pension fund at risk of breach of fiduciary duty to the pensioners. In other words, if BlackRock is going along and um, they're working on this, they're doing all of the the voting of the proxies in favor of certain things, pressing the envelope in terms of the ESG may or may not be in the best interest of the pension. So therefore there has been some problems. So now the uh, Missouri state treasurer, Scott Fitzpatrick announces that he's put pulled 500 million in state pension funds from BlackRock due to their ESG initiatives. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I saw this story. I thought it was fascinating. And, this, and there's no company that deserves it more than BlackRock. Yeah. They're throwing their weight around, you know, and it turns out that, uh, you know, they're the, the bad actors in the whole picture. Well, what they're doing is, 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 if you really look at it, you could say on one hand, if you want to be that person that thinks about all the, you know, unicorns and rainbows and, oh, BlackRock, they're investing in, in ways that are bettering the world. On the other hand, you could look at this as one just giant scam in, in an attempt to suck everybody's money into them for, for fees. And it looks to me more and more like they're doing things out of their own benefit for whatever reason, utilizing maybe Larry Fink's or the company's policies to vote what they want rather than, again, being the responsible party for their investors. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. They're in it for the, for their own purposes. They don't care about any of this ESG thing is phony. They're phonies. Mm -hmm. And and we talked about how there's been case <laughs> cases where BlackRock will have an ESG rule, but yet have on the other side, another investment somewhere else, a, oil field they purchase and they are maybe counseling and voting on something that is negative over here, but over positive over there. You know what I'm saying? It's just, just this whole crazy uh, economics. We're going to go to economics. We could, we could beat them right by the way. I, I, it's only 500 million. They have, they have trillions, but yes, yeah, it's, but a, it's, it's a start. It's a start. The start. <laughs> it's a start. Like the lawyer joke. Economics, the NAHB housing market index was at 38 today versus 44 analyst consensus. Prior was at 46. Now, the NAHB is the National Association of Housing uh, House Builders, and this is their confidence rating. They're asked on a monthly basis, how confident are you about you know current conditions, future conditions, et cetera? And they put it into a numerical rank, a score. 38 is bad. It's just bad. I don't, I don't recall ever seeing 38. Maybe during the housing crisis, way back when. Other than that, I, don't, I just don't recall seeing it. So, Well, what's it at now? 38? 38. Or 38. Oh, it's 38. And. So now is this referred to resale houses or brand new builds or builders, business? There's builders. Like builders. The, big, the big builders out there 
what their confidence is of the housing so market. They don't, they, so they're not building is what this amounts to. They're either not building. They have companies taking back, people taking back their deposits, prices going on so that they're uh, high, maybe for either labor or materials, thereby causing them to not yeah, profit. Stalling the market. Yeah. It's a mess. Yes. Which is going to create more of a shortage the way I see it. I still think real estate's a good investment. If you have the timeline, if you have the the ability, especially if it's your own home. Oh yeah, no. If you want to turn it, you know, do a flip, forget it. Yeah, not today. No flips today. With interest rates moving as they are, that's a bad move. Okay, what else do we have? We have some other economics that nobody cares about, but September industrial production was uh, this was interesting. Plus 0.4 percent. The prior re revised uh, up also. So industrial production is pretty strong. That's not a good thing for the markets right now because the markets would be looking at that as a contrarian indicator saying that, oh, the economy is strong. The Fed still has to, you know, beat beat the crap out of it. Mm. Capacity utilization was at 80.3, which was up a bit from, uh, from 80.1. So in other words, in September, the production was up and factories were uh, – producing at a higher capacity. So two things that lead the Fed to believe, if that's the only thing they were looking at, that the economy is in good shape, strong. It's not weakening dramatically. That's just two components. That's just two parts. There's a lot more out there, but just something to be considered that in September, things got a little better. Everybody thinks there's a big recession going on, which there may be from a technical standpoint, but the economy is still, the underlying economy is still relatively strong. Mm. Uh, let's see here. Goldman Sachs today out with earnings after beating lowered estimates. Goldman Sachs CEO David Solomon, who I met, remember, I think I'm going to have him on the podcast next year, if he's still CEO of Goldman, which may not be. Uh, he cautioned Tuesday that the U.S. economy might be headed for a downturn that can make investing and businesses' decisions more difficult. So this is on the heels of Jamie Dimon's Scare tactics. He said another, he was another negative Nelly. Yeah, he was talking about the storms here and, you know, hell, 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 hell's coming. And that, well, that was Ackman. Uh, he was talking about the storm, the center of the clouds, the, it may come, it may not come. And then he had something really negative to say last week when he came out with his earnings. But people are liking what they're seeing with the banks. They're not, they're not hating them. Let's put it that way. The banks came down a lot. So it's possible that, some of this is just, there was too much of a, of a drop. So what they did was um, fill some holes here and fill some concerns, and people are just willing to say, okay, you know what, maybe they dropped 20 30 40%. We're going to buy them at this point. Net interest margins on the banks were pretty good. Revenues were up. But if you look at this, um, they're talking about 2023 being the biggest caution point. So the banks are, are worried about something. There's no question about that. The banks wouldn't be coming out with this if they weren't worried, right? I would, yeah, probably. I think you're right. How, what, when you see the banks, but what are they? What? But what would they be worried about? You're asking me. Yeah, I'm asking you. They'd worry about increase in loan defaults. They're worried about tick down and in net interest margin. If in fact the Fed keeps this pace up, the fact is that right now there's still yield, still loaning at I don't know whatever number six seven percent on a mortgage. Short term loans a little bit maybe four five, but they're still only paying 0.5 on their deposits. Right? <laughs> if that right now in our account for our clients, we've moved a lot of money from the cash accounts into a simple money market, just a simple money market. It's 2.8%. Yeah. Today, I got uh, people, some of my clients uh, today and yesterday, 4.32% 4. 4. on a six-month T-bond. Not bad, right? No, not for a T-bond. Yeah, six months. I mean, it's still, you're still losing a little bit, but. Against inflation, you mean? Yeah. I understand that, but still, if the choice is that you're going to have money that's in yeah, cash. Yeah, sitting languishing in the right. bank. You might as well get it, get a little bit more. Yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah, I'd be worried about that too. I don't know why they just don't jerk up some rates though. The bank should be giving some interest. I mean, we never, this is new phenomenon where your money just sits there dead. And without 
collecting and, people and nickel. It. And people accept it. Well, it's because it's been going on for so long. It, you know, it's like uh, it wasn't it wasn't noticeable. Well, right now you can still get a uh, nine point something percent on a inflation a tip. You know, a Treasury inflation protected securities an I bond, if you will, an I bond. You still get those numbers out, um, and then you'll get that for the next few months. Uh, there was a great increase in Social Security for those of you, for those for the hosts that are on the show that may be getting Social Security payments. Uh, That'd be me. <laughs> you're going to get close to like an 8.9%. Yeah, it's a bit. It's pretty good. They just jack up the medical, so it doesn't really, it's a I thought wash. they reduced it. I thought they reduced down some of the medical costs. I haven't noticed. No, the next go around. When the increase comes, when that next uh, band of changes happen with Social Security, I, I, my understanding was there was some decrease happening too. I may be wrong about that, but I thought it was. Uh, Bank of America came out with earnings. First. Yeah, Bank of America's earnings, 81 cents a share, three cents better than the uh, consensus. Revenues rose 7.6% year over year, which was kind of cool, up to $24 billion versus $23.5 billion expectation, expectations. Provisions for credit, so here's what they can worry about. Provision for credit losses, they added $898 million. Um, Let's see. Provisional credit loss of 890 increased 1.5 billion. What That's hell, interesting. What does that even mean? They increased 1.5 billion. Well, they probably had a fund and they increased the size. Oh, of they it. increased it, yeah. Net reserves um build of 375 million versus net release of 1.1 last year. Net charge-offs are about 250 million, increased 12%. Net charge-offs are the result of loans going bad or loans that will not be recovered. Mm. Net interest income, which is important, is up 2.7% or 24%. That's because of the differential of rates. So that was good. Average loan and lease balances were up $114 billion or 12%, which is really interesting. And there was strong commercial loan growth as well as higher credit card balances. So stronger commercial loan growth, that's good. Put that in the good column. Higher credit card balances, not so much. No. I mean, that's, that's like a, what is that, 21%? I don't know. So it's too much. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, finally, we're getting some brains in Germany. They plan to extend the life of three of the country's nuclear power plants. To, yeah. To, to mid-April. They got April, a clue. Yeah, but only mid-April 2023. It's dumb. They should, get, get, they should refurbish those things and let them crank out energy. They're going to be in trouble when this gets cold. So what's the problem with this? What? Why is it that they what, they, were, they were decommissioning them because they end they they reached end of life? I, I thought it. No, no, it was part. It was a number of factors, but it had a large large part due to the greenies and the people that are uh, pushing uh, the green agenda. And they don't and nu- nuclear, even though it has a uh, no carbon footprint whatsoever for all practical purposes, uh, and it's a great low emissions, you know, mechanism to generate power. Uh, it's considered because of whatever, I don't know when this started, probably in the sixties It's and, and because of a couple of plants that failed of one in Hershey, Pennsylvania, I think is one of them um, or not Hershey, but you know, three mile Island. Uh, they, they just got, no, 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 we can't have it. It's evil. You know, we can't do this cracking an atom. It's, it's evil. I, it's just nuts. It makes no sense, especially so, with the new new uh, products that are fantastic. So the point is just to bring this back so I understand something. They do not, they're not being, for, aside from their lollygag and rosy agenda, there is no physical reason why the plants need to be decommissioned. As far as I know, the, the plants could run, operate for another decade. Is there an end of life for these things? I guess there probably is, but I think with maintenance, you could probably stretch it out for almost forever. If you did, you know, did it kept the plant in good shape. It seems to me it, the, the fuel that doesn't, you know, there's nothing that's happening there. The, the spent fuel is shipped off someplace else. You put new fuel in and, and you're off you go. I mean, I'm sure some of these places are kind of antiquated in the way they're operated. You know, the kind of, you know, switches and gears and, and levels and meters and all the rest is probably could be upgraded. But and it'd be better if you could build a new one. But 
Well, you're not. Bu- oh, I, no. Oh, no, no, no. No building of new ones. No. Nope. Not allowed. When was the last one built in the U.S.? 70-something? 1972 or some something in sometime in the 70s. Mind-boggling to me. It's mind-boggling. Yeah. yeah, once this China Syndrome movie came out. That was it? That was it. Jack Lemmon did too good of a job. So that was the end of it. Hmm. And that's uh, that's how simple the mentality is. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. Um, American Express. So this is back to what's going on in the financial area because all these companies are reporting their earnings and information. So uh, to get more information about, you know, how's the economy doing? Look at to a company like American Express. Well, the report September, U.S. consumer credit card member loans, the net write-offs rate of 0.8% versus 0.8 the prior month, which is good. No change in write-offs. So they're not at a point right now where they have to say, you know what, we're never getting this money back. Forget it. It's bad debt. Um, consumer loans of, uh, over the last 30 days were past due 0.9%. We're starting to get that creep, uh, creeping up a little bit from 0.8 the prior month. And U.S. small business card member loans net write-off rate was 0.7%, the same as the last month. So there's not a lot of change in what's going on. These are not really high numbers. People are still paying their, their bills. But I guess the big issue is going to be twofold. One, how how much is inflation going to really impact the spending patterns and habits of individuals and potentially what is that going to then, uh, this is not trickle down, this is trickle up. I'm, I'm, I'm turning it around here. How is that then going to cause problems with manufacturers and other small companies and companies where they're not going to have the sales due to their high prices, but yet they have to have more sales because they need their margins have been compressed and they need to make it up in volume. You see how that goes? Oh, yeah. So right now we're still in a place where it seems that everybody's hunky-dory. You know, like, okay, I'll spend a little bit more. I don't care. But there's got to be a point that's like, enough. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not spending. What I've been doing uh, when I go shopping or I look around for stuff, I'm always looking for deals, of course. But I think you just kind of move things around or you do a lot of – I think a lot of – Sometimes I say, well, I would have bought this normally, but do I really need it? I mean, I think people are going to start questioning their own buying habits and and they're going to make up for the 10% or 8% inflation just by questioning their own buying habits. Because I think they get a little frivolous in the, until, not, until recently. Frivolity is out. The Roaring Twenties brought a lot of that. And uh, it could come back. It could come back. I like to be frivolity. I'd like to have a frivolity moment, but I do understand it is, there is, I find myself more than that. I could call in a real, real long time of saying how much is that, you know, and saying, eh, maybe not. You mean like your Traeger? Well, the Traeger that I bought back in the day, it was 800 bucks. I thought it was a little expensive at the time. The new Traeger is like $3,500. Yeah. I wouldn't buy one. No, it's crazy. Not to mention it. It's not good at smoking stuff. I thought it was. It's good for what it does, which is an automatic wood fire burning. It is not the same as a real piece of wood underneath your brisket. So what I have to do is I take these metal tubes, fill them up with various types of wood, light that on fire with my torch and let it just sit in there to get the extra smoke in there because otherwise there's no smoke. Don't you buy those smoke pellets? Don't They, they have don't that smoke. Head? They don't smoke so well. Oh. Unless it's really low heat, like 160, 155, which you can't cook with that heat. You need 180. Uh, I, I found that there's a very much a lacking of smoke flavor unless you put an extra smoke tube in there. And let that Well, you know, do what they do in the, uh, that the cheaters do in the deep south. What do they do? Cold gin. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a lot of people that will cook those, all these things you're talking about, ribs and briskets and the rest of it, not necessarily in Texas and not necessarily in everywhere, but it's been, a, I've seen it. And they use a lot of cold gin, which is the absolute world's greatest smoke product. It's much better than rights and everything else. And they phony baloney it up and put it and do it in big ovens. And I've had some of this stuff, especially pulled pork done this way. It's excellent. It's delicious. Yeah. I've been uh, switching over to 
pulled pork in the pressure cooker. Oh, that's it. You know, I've never done that. Right. I, I never, I've right. thought about it. Right. Brown it up in there and then throw in a bunch of different ingredients. Close the top. 25 minutes later, you're done. 25 minutes and you're doing what? A, a butt, a, a half butt? Well, I, high, I've been doing, I've been doing What size months. pressure cooker you got? I got one that's, I think it's eight quarts, maybe. I think I have a 10 quart Instapot. Oh, you're using the Instapot. Yeah. It's good. There's some stuff you could do in that thing. I use the Swiss uh, pressure cookers. You do the one that's direct overheat, not electric? Yeah, a real one. Yeah. Uh, this this is, I find this great. I've done a bunch of things in there. I've done a lot of like uh, pressure cookie, uh, cook uh, chicken. Um, I've done a bunch yeah, of- Yeah, no, I've done a lot of, I, sh I should bring this thing out. I, sh I never thought of doing pulled pork in it. That's an interesting idea. Yeah, really good. You know what's really good also is um, short ribs. Do short ribs yeah, in there? Yeah, short ribs would probably be okay. They're more of a boiled, like an asabuku style in there. Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. That's like stew. All right, so we got some more earnings. Delta Airlines expects the post to post another profit in the last quarter of the year. It said on Thursday, earnings of a dollar to a dollar twenty-five in the fourth quarter, with revenues topping the same period of 2019 by five to nine percent. For the third quarter, Delta net income of six hundred and ninety-five million. Or dollar eight per share on record re on record. I want to say that again. On record revenue of close to fourteen billion dollars. Huge surge in summertime travel with massive. I don't understand it. What I'm avoiding traveling because these airlines are all screwed up. Yeah, they've gotten a little bit better, but uh, the point is that you're gonna not only have probably a miserable experience, but you'll pay through the nose for it. Yeah. Pay too much and have a miserable experience. Yeah. I'm not traveling until that's straightened out. And I and I recently have heard several, I think, well, several, three or four people that have gone on an adventure of some sort, you know, plane ride, to New York, New Jersey, that area, they all got COVID. I'm starting to hear <laughs> more, more about The whole COVID area is covered, it's COVID central. Again, it is? New York? Yeah, well. Hey, you know what it is? I point the finger all the time about this. The number one, as far as I'm concerned, they never talk about it because it was like ruin everyone's agenda. But it seems to me that the number one vector for passing around COVID is public transportation. Yeah. The subway. Yeah. And God forbid you ask people to wear masks or anything like that because they don't work, because they do work, whatever it is. That's not going to be, nobody's going to put up with that crap. But it's not just the subway, you're talking about buses. Oh, all of it. All public transportation is a vector. Right. So I'll be going on a plane next week. Good. All right, J.P. Morgan, decent numbers in line with expectations. Diamond's upset. More social. Oh, we have, oh, we have social media. Oh, do we have social media? Seems that uh, people that want to say anything they want without a care of who it hurts buys the platform. So now Parliament Technologies, the parent company of the social media app Parler, said on money that it will be acquired by rapper Kanye West. Yeah, Ye. Yeah, he easily changed his name to Ye. Ye. That's, is that it? It's not Ye West. It's just Ye. No, it's just Ye. What is people? It won't last. People get something. Something. Something goes wrong. It's like something happens. This is, and then then these these are the kind of things that happen. God, I should. And then all of a sudden, people die. You know what I mean? This we get to get. This is like the last of the weirdness. He's recently gone. Uh, Gone against Jewish people. Did you see that whole crapple with with Kanye? Yeah, I don't know what that was about. Guys, he's going videos. DefCon three against the Jewish people. What the hell what does that mean? What does that mean? I've, that mean? I asked that we talked about it on the show. You know, what does it mean? Is he going to launch a nuke? What's he talking about? I don't even understand what the point is. He's like upset about whatever. He was thrown off Something. Twitter. Then well, I think he was just upset with J.P. Morgan and the banks. That's what I think. It's really you for know, what he, not for what for not. For not wanting his money. And then, oh, yeah. And then, oh, so so let's go further with that then. Now, all the Jewish people run the financial world. According to him, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that's an old. It's an just, old trope. It yeah, works. He's, yep, he's works gonna, for you. He's going to start pulling. I'm not for you. I mean, it works for him. He's going to start pulling out uh, all those, th those horrible uh, propaganda pamphlets with the Jews, with the money, with the long noses. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, the stuff that Henry Ford 
producers. Unbelievable. So um, yeah, yeah. And then uh, let's see. Meta, the <laughs> owner of Facebook, is um, has been reordered by the UK competition regulators to sell its animated GIF unit, Giphy. I didn't even know they owned it until I read this story. Yeah, they 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 bought it. And Why? Well, there was something about geotagging inside. Well, they the think GIF. it was going to compete with uh, TikTok. No, but it was the, it was Jiffy's got a lot of little storytelling things going on with it. Yeah, I mean Jiffy's interesting. There's a lot of stuff there, but it's disorganized and it's it's useless. They don't do any push technology, so they're not shoving stuff in your face. You just randomly run into things. Well, the thing I, is, I, the well, whole you, thing's baffling to me. The Jiffy thing. Well, you use it also inside of your texting or inside of your messaging. Yeah, you but, can. But I I thought there was something about some kind of social media tagging. That's probably why the UK competition regulators are saying, get rid of it. I mean, if it was just an animated, if, if, if it was only an animated uh, cartoon or graphic, what would they care? Who would care? I must be, yeah, you might be right. There might be some tagging thing in there that's, that's against their uh, privacy rules. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We got uh, some news about flying taxis again. Now Airlines is pouring more money into the future of electric air taxis, which the carrier says could help reduce carbon emissions. You got to say that because then everybody likes it once the aircraft comes to market and replaces car trips. It said that it agreed to buy 200 electric air taxis from Eve Air Mobility, an Amber Air-backed startup, and has three options to purchase another 200 Chicago and uh, more. Chicago-based uh, United is investing about $15 million in Eve. Uh, so basically, they invest fifteen million in Eve. They show that they have orders of two hundred cars. Stock goes up, right? Yeah, of course. What is it with the flying taxis? And if we did have flying taxis, just just hear me out for a moment. Let's pretend that snap your finger. Here we are. Somebody says, "Oh, finally, we have these. I don't know these hovercraft thingajiggies that are fifteen feet off the ground." And we call those air taxis, right? Is that something like that? I think they went up. I think they go way up in the air like a helicopter. So it's some kind of a helicopter or, 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 or some other kind of like a drone, but bigger. Yeah. Like a drone. I would think, I would think it was like a, uh, um, quadcopter. So you got these and things you're sitting in it and somehow we're riding these things to the airport or nearby. So you used to be able to go on the top of the Pan Am building and catch a chopper over to the airport. You could catch a chopper, of course. But they also had a fly, flight pan, plans, right? And there wasn't, yeah, it was, there wasn't yeah, a lot it was of complex. them. Complex. Now you have all of these floating around. How is that going to work with the traffic? It's not. Yeah. yeah, do you know how many, ta I just looked this up just to throw it in. How many taxis do you think there are in New York City? Oh, I don't even, that's a lot. It's got to be, I don't know, 100,000? Oh, God, no. 13,587. Uh, I feel like we didn't stretch 100,000. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 13,000 with, with medallions that are worthless. Well, who knows? What a scam Whatever that was, the case is, What are these 200 taxis going to do in, in, amongst this mix? So ridiculous. Well, so ridiculous. OPEC Plus is on the defensive. They said that uh, they all got together on Sunday to re-endorse and endorse a steep production cut agreement that they made this month as the White House stepped in and said, hey, you know what? Saudi Arabia is pushing you guys around and other nations are upset about this whole thing as well, uh, accusing Saudi Arabia of coercion of other members. They like that. Yeah, well. So... Biden's not making any friends. No. He's and I think the Saudis, in fact, the Saudis leaked a document about, about Biden begging the prince, according to the document. Uh, the prince was asked, begged by Biden, according to this guy, this minister of foreign affairs, this one guy who hates Biden, I think. That's why he leaked the document. Uh, Biden's to move the, the change in the uh, production rates past the election which is now is like a federal offense of some sort. 
And uh, so now they get their tit in a ringer about this. So the whole point was Biden was interfering in, in, in election or something like that with a foreign entity? Yeah. Hmm. Well. Logan Act. Yep. Or something. Trevor Milton, what... who was the founder and former chairman and CEO of electric car heavy truck maker Nikola. Oh, yeah, that thing. He was found guilty. And uh, of, of three of the four counts of fraud related to the false statements he made to drive up the value of Nikola's stock. He was charged with two counts of securities fraud and two counts of wire fraud, all related to statements he made about Nikola's business while he was chairman and CEO of the company. He found him guilty on one of the counts of securities fraud and both the wire fraud. He was, uh, uh, he'll be sentenced on January 27th, so that's a long time away. But he faced up to 25 years of convicted. Yeah, you won't get it. Nope. Watch is deflating. Prices for the most popular pre-owned Rolex, Petit Philippe, and Audemars Piquet watches will fall farther, further as the market has been flooded with supply. So all these people that made all this money in Bitcoin and Dogecoin and all that, they're like, hey, I like the Hulk. They started making names for all the Rolexes. Every, you know, yeah. They had made, I'm like, excuse me, what's a Hulk? Oh, you don't know what a Hulk is? I'm like, no, I don't know, I don't know what a Hulk, Hulk is. No? Yeah, you've run into these guys. Yeah. So uh, they're falling. Let's see. The uh, Rolex uh, watches are falling like 21% since the market peak in April. Not terrible because they were up pretty much uh, significantly. Uh, prices for the most popular notice maker, Patek Philippe reference price is down an average of 19%. Secondary market for those of the Audemars Piquet, the maker of the Royal Oak, have declined 15%. These watches go for some ungodly amount of money. I know. I know a collector like the one you ran into. And it's like, uh, yeah, uh, watch, watch could be the, the low-end collectors at 10 grand for the watch, and it goes up. I mean, these things, I'm going to look right now. This is the, uh, let's see, the Patek Philippe. I'm going to take a look at this here real quick. Just look at the used car, used, used watch market. Patek Philippe, here's one for 100000 192000 3.2 million. 3.2 million. Yeah, for a watch. It's for the Complications Guy Moon. Ma it's a manual watch, by the way. You have to wind it. Uh, platinum men's yeah, watch. It doesn't tell your heartbeat, by the way. Just letting you know. Uh, it's pre-owned. And uh, let's see. 3.29 million. Does it say what year it's from? I don't know if it says what year it's from. Yeah, this, this is a typical collector's market. They oh, crazy things. they These are, are doing like free delivery. <laughs> I like that. And then the related items on eBay, you can buy a mini watch, men's waterproof, luminous silicon band strap, Relagio de Quarzo for 30 bucks. Yeah. Well, in the good old days, they used to have all these fake watches down at Canal Street in New York. You could buy they all They do it again. They're there again. Are they? Yep. Because I, I, I have, I collected a number of those watches. I think some of those watches themselves are collectible. And I will mention one of them that I have which I think is one of the most collectible watches I own. It's a Movado clone. Oh. But it's silver on silver, a watch that Movado never made. Oh. It's really pretty. It's like a Movado, but it's silver instead of gold. Huh. But it's fake. Some guys, some guys just, of course it's fake. But some guy went nuts and decided, let's do this. Oh, yeah. I don't know what they're thinking, but said Movado. So, okay, great. Mm. But it looks just like a Movado, except mm. the colors and the, everything is different. There you go. Well, you know, the Federal Good Reserve. Good looking watch. Good looking watch. You know, the Federal Reserve is uh, not into buying uh, fake watches because they have so much money, these guys, because of their trading habits. Oh, that, yeah. They can be buying the goods, the real ones. Yeah. So they're looking into the trades now of Raphael Bostak, the head of the central bank's Atlanta district. In the wake of disclosures that were sent uh, about several incidents over the past several years, in which Bostic's investment activity violated Fed restrictions and blackout periods. So they were, he was buying during periods where you're not allowed to, or selling for that matter. Well. So another guy who will probably make a lot of money from all of this insider trading, and guess what? Get away with uh, nothing, it. Nothing. Yeah, get away with it. Mm. Unlike Martha Stewart. Yeah, she's a bad person, that Martha Stewart. They put her in a detention and everything made her a prisoner for doing nothing more than listening to a broker. If they don't, if, if well, they're not going to find anything. They, they have an internal team that's going to be auditing 
Bostic, so thereby nothing happens. Uh, okay. Let's see. Uh, ocean rates. This now. So we've been talking about inflation, 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 and can't get away from the inflation discussion, of course. Look what's going on with ocean freight rates. This is a small chart, but here it is. I'll put it into the chat link. Yeah, I was talking to uh, one of my wine uh, dealers. Sounds pretty fay, but I was talking to him today, as a matter of fact, because of the prices of the 2019 Bordeaux's. And the and the and the fact that the euro is one to one more or less. It's mm -hmm. actually ninety eight cents today, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, he says that the freight rates went up a, a mile, which you know, because you can buy the wine cheaper now, but then it costs more to ship it, so it's a wash. Huh. But uh, that, but but why is the chart I'm looking at so significantly lower? I'm wondering. Maybe these are because I I think there's such a lag time. I think he was catching. He was catching these high prices, uh, like the I'm looking at January, February, March, April, May, June, probably doing too much shipping in May. That's when the 2019s would have come out. Mm. So, wait, when it was way up there, hmm. now is the time to do this. But then he says that now they, they've adjusted the prices, so they're jacking up the price of the mm. of the wine. So you can't win. Can't win no matter what you do. Um. Something, something we never resolved. I, I, we don't have really time to talk about this and flush this out because we only have a few minutes left. We got to talk about the close to the pin. We got to talk about the game. We got a lot of variety of things. Uh, tariffs. You know, if I recall correctly, and, and you're the keeper of my recollection, during the time that Trump was president, when the tariffs went on, you know that I was against it, but put me aside for a second. All the people on the opposite parties were hysterical about them, right? Can't do this. It's going to be bad. And then they say one of the first things they're going to do is look at these tariffs. And we still have all these tariffs on, and Biden's been there plenty of time. Yeah. Well, not only that, but he's done with that stunt he pulled with the semiconductors. That's a tariff. Uh, well, he, he basically made it so you can't know. You just pulled by all the Americans and the and the Dutch that run the ASML, uh, one of the semiconductor uh, products. Uh, the guys who make the lithography equipment and everybody, they have to leave China. They all left China, creating this very strange situation where the Chinese have to come to a standstill when it comes to make, processing chips in, in the country. It's bad news. So, but point is, you would think that with all the inflation and all the worries we have about inflation and everything, that maybe, I don't know, maybe we could reduce some of the tariffs. That would be deflationary, wouldn't it? Yeah, I have seen no such suggestion that's the thing just get more uh, oil from the re reserves yeah good news uh biden said that uh, you know if we have a recession it could be very slight i don't i don't think there will be a recession he told cnn you yeah. trust him i i don't think there's going to be a recession but it'll be slight how's that work just like the yeah you know a little the, bit pregnant or, or the joke uh, you know the woody allen joke where the woman says you know there's food this food at this restaurant is terrible. And she says, and the other woman says, yeah, and the portions are so small. <laughs> you know, it's like, right. right. This, this is stupid. Just totally stupid. Bill and Melinda Gates are uh, giving money. They're committing $1.2 billion from the uh, Gates Foundation to support efforts to end all forms of polio globally. They said the last steps to eradication are far by far the toughest, but our foundation remains dedicated to a polio-free future, and we're optimistic that we'll be there soon, he said. So what does that mean? Uh, are we going to be on the lookout for polio all of a sudden, and uh, they're going to have some kind of uh, investment in... Well, I might, if I you start looking into it, a lot of the polio going around is from this operation. What do you mean? They sent out, they forced vaccinated a bunch of people in Africa and India with these polio vaccines that were experimental, and they ended up getting polio. So... Uh -huh. uh, I think people should look it up. That's bad. We're announcing a new close to the pin, one we haven't done before, and one that's pretty crazy. It's linked to Bitcoin in a way. It's linked to NASDAQ. Coinbase. What do you think about that one? Yeah, that's a pretty good idea. So go over to DH Unplugged, and there's a little button there somewhere that says, you know, uh, close to the pin. And if you haven't registered, you registered, and you register, and then you put your price guess in. And when the winner comes... Whoever gets to the closest point, well, you'll be able to win a beautiful T-shirt. 
and be in the running for the end of year close to the pin as well. All right. Do we have anything else here? Uh, uh, I think we have a lot of stuff we got on here. We, we covered a lot of ground. All right. You wanna, let's, do, let's go over to the game. This is a game that we play. It's not a solicitation to buy or sell any security. It's not a recommendation of any kind. Nothing on the show should be considered investment advice or a recommendation. If you choose to invest in any of the stocks mentioned, you should know that it may carry risk, along with the risk of a loss of principal. You should also seek out professional financial advice for your particular situation. We assume no risk as these are not to be considered recommendations. Horowitz Company, myself, or John C. Dvorak may invest in any of the securities mentioned, and we'll disclose that on the website under the weekly stock picks section. You can go to dhunplugged.com and see all the names we discuss in the segment, along with the performance information from the date discussed, as well as any additional important disclosures. Well, it looks like we got a lot of green, so we're doing okay. All the shorts, the older shorts are up, and the newer shorts are all down, which is always a sign of a bottom market bottom to me. Um, and your the most recent good pick was your pro shares ultra oil and gas, which you made fun of. I did, <laughs> I did. I regret, <laughs> I did make fun of it, but there you have it. Um, uh, and, and then there's one old red one that's kind of dead money now, which is Liberty Media Acquisition. I'm just stunned that that company hasn't done something. L M. John Malone has lost his touch. I mean, I'm going to go look at this here. I noticed that FVC Bank Corp is almost at 100% again. It's moving back up. It's $10. I don't know why it's not moving. It's not, it's something is with the stock. Uh, maybe it's been frozen. It's zero today. Not trading. Maybe it's been taken off the market. No, it's still here. Is it volume? Open 10, high 10.02, low $10. Market cap 709. Uh, let's see if there's any volume on this. Yeah, let's go backwards. Um, Maybe it's de a dead. I mean, it's like a, this, one of those stocks that they just bundled with their deal with discovery or something it's and it's something because it doesn't look like it gets above traded. 10 it doesn't go anywhere it hasn't gone yeah, anywhere just, in weeks yeah volume 143,000 so something's going on it is moving <sighs> we'll give it one more week just take it off huh it'll just stay here forever at this yeah no okay, let's leave it there uh what were you saying about the top of the list something about else oh that was that one okay uh i you have netflix long on here that you picked on 720 which is up 15.7%. Oversold was your, your your thesis on it. And now it's going to be up another 14% over, overnight. Yeah. So that's good. That was a good pick, yeah. That's good. So that's nice. Do you have, are you going short it? No. Have, okay, not. I'm going to give it one more week. Okay. Any other picks? Uh, I do have one pick, and it is a value, of, a value pick. Hmm. I don't know what that means, but okay, let's hear it. <laughs> Nobody knows what it means, but that's what it is. Earthstone Energy, E-S-T-E. S-D. S-D. E-S-T-E, enter. Earthstone Energy, down 0.43. You go long on it, right? Yeah. Control-C, Control-V is all on the fly. We do this. It's going to be 10, um, 19, uh, 10, 19. Uh, no, it doesn't work. 10, 19. Okay, what's up with it? What's up with the stock? Well, it's got a bunch of uh, uh, investors, big investment firms bought, I think, $30 million worth. And then I'm looking over the news, and they're going to go into a huge buyback scheme. Hmm. So I expect this thing to, to go up. So you, what's the thesis? Buyback scheme? I would say value. Okay, it's a little what that means, but okay, I got it. <laughs> it's a value pick. <laughs> Love it, love it, love it. All right, well, that's it. I don't have anything for this week. I'm waiting until the earnings come out for tech, and then we can see how we want to play it. Getting ahead of it either way just seems like a fool's errand. Okay. So I'll see you again next week. All right. Uh, no. No, we will not see you next week. I'll see you the week after that. See you the week after All that. Right. All right. Bye. Adios. You've been listening in on a conversation with John C. Dvorak and Andrew Horowitz. Hope to be with you again soon. Bye-bye. Now, I'm not broke, but badly bent. I'm not down to my last cent, cause I got a dollar, but it's my last dollar bill. <laughs> yes, sir. In my pockets, there's a dent. 
All my dough is nearly spent, but I got a dollar, and it's my last dollar bill. Oh, I'd love just one more buck fortune left me by chance. Now here's a hint, I feel like a man. You can hardly tell by a glance. I don't care, no millionaire can give me the icy stare, cause I got a dollar, my last dollar bill. Horowitz Company, Inc. is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Florida and conducts business in other states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training.